السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام على إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيده ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله واعلم أن خير الدنيا والآخرة في تقوى الله وطاعته وأن شر الدنيا والآخرة في معصية الله ومخالفته وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها وأن الله يبعث من في القبور All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The one, the singular, the unique The creator of the heavens and the earth The giver of peace subhanahu wa ta'ala The creator of all The one whose knowledge encompasses all things The one of infinite wisdom subhanahu wa ta'ala we bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we bear witness that he sent to us his beloved sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam as the seal for all of prophecy and the final prophet and messenger upon whom was revealed the noble Qur'an and that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam he guided us to all good and warned us of all harm and left us on the clear straight path that none veer from except that they bring upon themselves destruction. My beloved community elders, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have taqwa of Allah jalla jalalu and to realize that taqwa is the life of the heart. It is the provision of the hereafter. And that taqwa is a reality that takes place in the very depth of our being, which is then translated into our actions and into our states and into our interactions and dealings with others. But that taqwa is the provision of the akhirah and it is the means by which we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that the way that we increase in taqwa is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us and given us an immense mercy and that he sent his greatest beloved sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam the one who said at-taqwa ha-huna at-taqwa ha-huna at-taqwa ha-huna mushiran ila qalbihi sharif the one who said sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam pointing to his blessed and noble heart taqwa is here taqwa is here taqwa is here and the ulama comment on that saying that the source of all taqwa stems from the heart of the Prophet So that anyone who has any degree of taqwa, it is in accordance to their following his way and their connection to him And that our love and following 
in the footsteps of the Prophet ﷺ and his noble sunnah is something that requires from us to see reality beyond just the material lens. That we need to, in our following the Prophet ﷺ and in our realization of this deen, and in our attainment of taqwa, we need to see things through the lens of iman and with having love and reverence for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That without reverence, without ta'zim, without sanctification and veneration of things, we are only really an outward shell without an inward reality. So we have to, we have to cultivate within ourselves looking at things with exaltedness that are connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that we come to know the rank of the Mustafa. We come to know the rank of the chosen one sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And we revere him and honor him and realize that there is no one in all of existence. There is no one in all of creation who is worthier to be followed, who is more deserving of love and veneration, who is to be taken as an exemplar greater than him sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Which is why the Prophet ﷺ informed us, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم. None of you truly believes until your very whims are aligned with what I have come with. That as long as a person has an atom's weight of a, a contradiction to the way of the Prophet ﷺ, their iman is not complete. There is something wrong with their understanding and their way of being. But that they recognize the rank of the Mustafa, the chosen one, the more they increase in exaltedness of the Mustafi, the one who chose him, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we see the relationship between our love and veneration of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our increase in love and obedience to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could not have made it any clearer when he says in his noble book, when the companions gave their oath of allegiance to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, that he said, Those who give their pledge of allegiance to you, they are giving their allegiance to Allah. This is an indication that following in the footsteps of the messenger that he has absolute permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and to call creation to their Lord. But there are people who are limited and they don't understand things with, through the lens of iman. Even people who are people of iman, we don't say that they're not people of iman, but there is a deficiency and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us of that archetype and tells us of that veil in the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالُوا مَا لِهَذَا الرَّسُولِ يَأْكُلُ الطَّعَامَ وَيَمْشِي فِي الْأَسْوَاقِ لَوْلَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مَلَكٌ فَيَكُونَ مَعْهُ نَذِيرًا They say, what sort of messenger is this? He eats food and walks about in the marketplaces. Why has no angel been sent down to help him with his warnings? In other words, they're veiled by the Bashariya. They're veiled by the humanness. And the Prophet ﷺ was a human. But as the ulama say, he was Basharun la kal Bashari. He was a human, but not like other humans. Just like a ruby is a stone, but it's not like other stones. 
It's unique. Yes, they might share certain things in common. Yes, a ruby is a stone. But to call a ruby merely a stone is not really giving it its right. Yes, the Prophet ﷺ is a human being, but he is not like other human beings, salawatullahi wa alayhi. But there are people who are veiled from that. Which is why even people close to the Prophet ﷺ, they became veiled. They said, who is this? This is just the, the orphan of Banu Hashim. I'm going to follow him. This is Al-Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allah's beloved. So they were veiled by their limitation. But when we have reverence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens doors for us. And as we know that following the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam opens the doors of the greatest good. Opens the doors of the greatest elevation and honor and gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي Say to them, O Prophet, if you love Allah, then follow me. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us for following His beloved? He includes us in that sphere of belovedness. يُحْبِبْكُمُ الله. Allah will bestow His love upon you. And your love is limited by your limitedness you are created i am created we are all very limited our love for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in reality nothing in comparison to what he is deserving of but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says by following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam allah allah will love you and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love is not created and not limited by the limitations of creation, Jalla Jalalu. So look at the gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us when we follow the path of His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And all of the great Imams recognize this. Everyone who achieved the highest degrees of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they said that the greatest praise that you can give one of the Salihin. The greatest praise is to say that he intensely followed in the footsteps of the messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And Imam al-Junaid rahimahullah once said, all the roads are blocked. All the roads to Allah are blocked except to him who follows in the footsteps of the messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And Imam Sahal bin Abdullah Tustari rahimahullah, he said, there is no helper but Allah. And there is no guide but the messenger of Allah. And there is no provision except taqwa. And there is no other work except to have patience and fortitude in all of these things. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the helper. You we worship and you alone we seek assistance from. And his guide is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And there is no provision and the best provision is taqwa. And there is no work but to have patience and fortitude in all of these things. So this is the way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there are so many distractions in the world and so many things that pull us in different directions. And there are forces in the world that are trying to pull people away from this reality and trying to tell people to really idolize and admire others who are misaligned 
others who are contradicting the way of the Messenger And no matter what they have of the mazahar of the dunya, no matter what they have of outward things, they do not have an iota of honor if they contradict the Messenger of Allah They can have whatever they have, wealth and fame and clothing and followers and all of the things that people chase after. But those who are connected to the Prophet وسلم, they have everlasting honor. Sayyidina Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiyallahu anhu ardah, one of the great companions of the Prophet he passed away in his 30s. He passed away in his 30s. He was of the people that the Prophet وسلم, told him directly to his face that he loved him. And if you have the beloved of Allah tells you that he loves you, that's it. That's the ticket, the golden ticket. He said, Ya Mu'adh, Wallahi inni uhibbuka. Oh Mu'adh, I swear by Allah that I love you. Sayyidina Mu'adh radiyallahu anhu wa ardah, he was living in Palestine at the time of his passing and there was a pandemic. And his son, who was about 13 years old, he passed away. And Sayyidina Mu'adh was very hurt by that. He loved his son naturally, but he was very patient. So at the time of his death, he saw that he had the, the beginnings of the signs of the disease. It was sort of uh, uh, an appearance on his skin. And he said, welcome to my beloved that I have been waiting for. And as he reached the final moments of his life, he said, he, he, he tell, told the people around him, he said, my son has come to me and he's told me that the Prophet وسلم, is standing with ranks of angels and they are waiting for my arrival. What is the state of people when they die? There are people who are in utter fear. There are people who uh, they cannot speak. There are people who scream. Someone was telling me that they knew of someone who passed away and then they came back to life briefly and they shrieked at the top of their lungs and died again. What is that? N every human being has a natural aversion to death. It's natural. What is it about the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum that gave them that degree of certainty that they would be with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa that the Messenger of Allah is waiting for me with ranks of angels and the Sahaba. And then at his final moment, he raised his hand as if he was to be, take someone by the hand and he said, welcome, welcome, welcome. And he passed. And how many stories of the Sahaba are there like that? Sayyidina Bilal, radiyallahu anhu, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, radiyallahu anhu, and others. That they yearned to meet the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa at that most difficult of moments. So who do we want to follow? Who can give us that from all the people of the dunya? The richest person in the world cannot give us that reality. The most powerful leader in the world cannot open that door for us. So who is our love owed to? Who is our connection to? Who do we yearn to be with and meet other than the Prophet ﷺ? But the way that we achieve that is a process. And the reason we keep talking about loving the Prophet ﷺ is because the heart is never devoid of love. Imam al-Ghazali says the heart is always has some love in it, either love of the dunya or love of the akhirah. The person who gets up at 5 a.m. to go to work and to make more money and so forth, they're, they're able to do that because there's a love 
However, it manifests inside of them. And the person who gets up and worships Allah and remembers Allah is in a state of ecstasy in their remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They also have a love. It's a different kind of love. So everyone has love. But where you direct your love matters. So they say the first step in all of this, in talking about love and talking about the Prophet ﷺ, is the recognition that you are going to become attached to something that's natural. So they say the first step is ta'alluq, is that you become attached to the Prophet ﷺ, that you learn about his shama'il and his characteristics and his rank with Allah and his miracles and his courage and his generosity and his truthfulness and his trustworthiness, then your heart becomes more and more and more attached. Then they say after a person becomes attached, the next step is at-takhalluq, is that you take on his akhlaq. I love you, O Messenger of Allah. You are Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatest beloved. You are the one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us. You showed us the way of beauty and majesty and perfection and honor and dignity. And without you in this world, we would be lost. Without you in the akhirah, we would be lost. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite wisdom and his mercy, he sent you to us. So I am attached to you. And then when you learn how the Prophet wanted us to take on his sunnah, then we begin to have the takhalluq. We start to take on his character traits. I might get upset, but I'm going to have the forbearance that I just heard the Prophet had with, with people who tried to upset him. You might feel, I'm in a difficult spot, I can't give. I remember the generosity of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You might be worried about what's going on in the world and people are saying bad things about Muslims. I remember the courage of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What a source of strength that we have. What a source of, uh, you know, a, a firm pillar as Imam al-Busiri says, بُشْرَى لَنَا مَعْشَرَ الْإِسْلَامِ إِنَّ لَنَا مِنَ الْعِنَايَةِ رُكْنًا غَيْرَ مُنْهَدِمِ Glad tidings to us, O people of Islam. We have a pillar of support that can never be broken, that can never crumble. And that is the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. And everything that you go through in your life, you can relate it back to something that he already went through. So the first step is that ta'alluq, that attachment. And then ta'alluq, you take on his character traits. And then at-tahakkuq, then you become realized. Which is why the greatest degree is to become Muhammadi is to become like Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. And that is a station and that is a maqam when you become realized in his character traits and in, in his attribute and your heart drinks from the wellspring of his heart and fills with taqwa, that is tahakkuq. That is realization. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And the ulama say that one of the ways to achieve that that opens the door to all of those things is sending abundant salawat upon him sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Naam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in a hadith narrated by Imam al-Tirmidhi which he declared as uh, Hassan and Ibn Hibban declared it as Sahih. 
that عن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن أول الناس بي يوم القيامة أكثرهم صلاة علي The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said the people with the most right to me or the people closest to me or the people who will be nearest to me are those on the day of resurrection are those who invoke the most salawat upon me those who invoke Allah's blessings upon him sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and on that day everyone's going to be looking for him on that day even people who denied him in this world that day everything becomes clear they're going to be looking for him sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and they will ask for his intercession and he tells us that those who have the most right to me and will be closest to me are those who sent the most salawat sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and the Prophet ﷺ also said in a hadith narrated by Abu Dawood, which is Sahih, he said, Inna min afdali ayyamikum yawmal jumu'ah fa'akthiru alayya min as-salati fi. The best of your days is the day of Friday, today. So abundantly send Allah's blessings upon me. Fa'inna salatakum ma'arudatun alay. For your salawat, your blessings upon me are presented to me. So then they asked him, O Messenger of Allah, how can our salawat be presented to you after you have perished? The Prophet ﷺ, he corrected their understanding. Someone who thinks that, there's something wrong with their aqidah. Because the Prophet ﷺ corrected it here. He said, Allah prevents the earth from eating at the bodies of the anbiya. If Allah preserves their physical bodies, what about their spiritual reality and their state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If the shuhada, the martyrs are not dead, then what of the prophets and messengers alayhim as-salam? So when we send salawat upon the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it's presented to him. And it's a means of connection to him sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And one of the most beautiful ahadith on this topic, عن أبي ابن كعب رضي الله عنه قال قلت يا رسول الله إني أكثر الصلاة فكم أجعل لك من صلاتي He said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, I do abundant extra invocations. So how much of my extra invocations and the, the different adhkar that I do should I apportion to sending salawat upon you? And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said ما شئت Whatever you want. قلت الربع I said a fourth, a quarter of what I do. Should I send that as salawat? قَالَ مَا شِئْتَ فَإِنْ زِئْتَ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ That's you can, whatever you want. But if you increase, it's better for you. قُلْتُ فَالنِّصْفُ So should I do half of my extra invocation sending salawat upon you? The Prophet said مَا شِئْتَ فَإِنْ زِئْتَ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ Whatever you want. But if you increase it, it's better for you. قُلْتُ فَالثُلُثَيْنِ Should I do two-thirds? You know, he wants to get to the point where the Prophet says, that's enough. Some people like to say that. That's enough love. That's enough salawat. This is Sayyidina Rasulullah Two-thirds. Prophet said, whatever you want. But if you increase, it's better for you. So then Sayyidina Ubay ibn Ka'b, he said, فَأَجْعَلُ لَكَ صَلَاتِي كُلَّهَا I'll put all of my extra in, my time, my extra invocations dedicated to sending salawat upon you. What did the Prophet say? Did he approve this? He said, If you do that, 
Your worries will be taken care of and your sins will be forgiven. Sending salawat upon the Prophet And this is the door that opens up for us at-ta'alluq and then at-ta'khalluq. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all tahakkuq bi sifat al-Mustafa Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqul mubin. Wa idha qur'i al-Qur'an fastami'u lahu wa ansitu la'allakum turhamun. وقال تبارك وتعالى فإذا قرأت القرآن فاستعذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الذين سبقت لهم من الحسنى أولئك عنها مبعدون لا يسمعون حسيسها وهم في اشتهت أنفسهم خالدون لا يحزنهم الفزع الأكبر وتتلقاهم الملائكة هذا يومكم الذي كنتم توعدون يوم نطوي السماء كطي السجل للكتب كما بدأنا أول خلق نعيده وعدا علينا إنا كنا فاعلين ولقد كتبنا في الزبور من بعد الذكر أن الأرض يرثها عبادي الصالحون إن في هذا لبلاغا لقوم عابدين وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة للعالمين بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم وأجارنا من خزه وعذابه الأليم قول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدينا ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروا وإنه هو الغفور الرحيم إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيدا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله As we have entered the month in which the Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم was born and his light entered into the world, we should take it as a means of reconnecting with him And we should have in our lives and at home and with our children a regular reading of his ahadith, his seerah, his counsels, وسلم, his shama'il, his character traits. That should be something that is a constant in our lives, that we always refer back to his way, that we teach our children the amazing and wondrous and illuminated stories of his life and the examples of his companions and their love and their accomplishments through their connection to him, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, and that this will be a source 
of great good and benefit for us and our homes and our families and insha'Allah for the entire ummah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Wa akthiru min as-salati wa salam ala al-bashir al-nadhir wa siraj al-munir. Sayyidina Muhammadin fa inna Allah amarakum bi amrin bada'a fihi bi nafsih wa thanna bil malaikati al-musabbihati bi qudsih wa ayaha bil mu'minina ta'mima. فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار وصاحبه وأنيسه في الغار مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى الناصح لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن محي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن ذي النورين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخي النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحوراء فاطمة البتول الزهراء وعلى خديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بهدى وإحسان إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضاء إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين Oh Allah, we ask you, O oh most merciful and most generous, we ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant each and every one of us and our families and our parents and our children tawfiq, Ya Arhamar Rahimin, to follow in the footsteps of your beloved Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you show us the wonders of your power and your will in creation through marvelous guidance and beautiful uh, transformations of people's akhlaq in turning to you and into following your messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam we ask you ya allah that you increase the numbers of his ummah and that you give the every member of his ummah a direct connection to his blessed heart sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that you make us firm upon his way and that you make us beacons of light
fight for humanity in this time. Ya Akram al-Akrameen wa ya Arham al-Rahimeen. And we ask you, Ya Allah, at the time, the appointed time that each and every one of us has that is known to you when it is our time to leave this world, we ask you, Ya Allah, that we end our lives and that you seal our lives with La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And that as our souls leave our bodies, that we are entered into his company. Ya Akram al-Akrameen wa Ya Arham al-Rahimeen. And that you make each and every one of our graves a meadow from the meadows of paradise and a garden from the gardens of nearness. Ya Akram al-Akrameen wa Ya Arham al-Rahimeen. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you alleviate the suffering of the ummah in the east and west. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you allow us to turn back to you in repentance and that you give us a true and sincere repentance. Ya Akram al-Akrameen wa Ya Arham al-Rahimeen wa Ya Ajwad al-Ajwadeen Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum birahmatika Ya Arham al-Rahimeen Ibad Allah إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر